the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Thanks for listening. 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You can send me an email, Bruce, at SalemMedia.com. Check out the podcast, which producer Pam puts together every day in half-hour increments for you. Did you see the video of Nathan's hot dog champion, Joey Chestnut, headlocking and tossing aside a protester at the July 4th event in New York. Uh, Joey Chestnut got rave reviews for this. He got a guest spot on Fox News the next morning because while stuffing a record amount of hot dogs, or at least a champion amount of hot dogs, not the record amount, I think he ate 61 hot dogs in 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, After doing, while doing that rather, a guy shows up on stage wearing a Darth Vader mask uh, protesting a farm that uh, raises and uh, slaughters pigs. Pigs make hot dogs, theoretically. Uh, the sign that he was carrying said, Expose Smithfield's Death Star. Now, Death Star is a Star Wars reference. Even I know that, even though I've never seen any Star Wars movie. You heard me. I've never seen any Star Wars movie. Much to the chagrin of my children and my wife. Uh, Smithfield operates the largest factory pig farm in the country. The farm is in Milford, Utah. So the Nathan's brand of hot dogs, which sponsors the hot dog eating contest, is owned by Smithfield. And this uh, woke organization called Direct Action Everywhere decided they would send a couple guys dressed in Darth Vader masks to the nationally televised hot dog eating contest to hold up signs. Well, they didn't figure that they would uh, aggravate Joey Chestnut, who saw this as a threat to him winning, uh, what, his 15th? title in 16 years so joey chestnut grabbed the guy by the neck and tossed him aside joey chestnut's not a not a not a small man he's a pretty good sized guy and he's in uh well he's in uh he's in uh game mode his adrenaline is flowing <laughs> he's stuffing hot dogs soaked in water into his mouth at a rate with which no one else can compete and so He got the guy out of his way because he saw the protester as an impediment to him winning the title. Now, of course, uh, we have to hear from the uh, protester who said, I felt like it was unnecessary for sure. I had a mask on, so I couldn't see who it was. I assumed it was a security guard. And then when I saw the video, it was Joey. And I was very surprised. Now, that would be fine if this protester was just going to whine about being thrown aside by Joey Chestnut. But Joey Chestnut 
is himself now apologizing for treating the protester so roughly. He says, it was unfortunate. I wished it didn't happen. It was a bummer. No, it was not a bummer. It was poetic justice. We have this cry in our society today for justice here, justice there, justice, justice, justice. No justice, no peace. This guy bogarted his way onto stage where he did not belong and was not invited. And he was treated roughly for his actions, which I find to be perfectly fine. And Joey Chestnut should not apologize for it. The head of the Direct Action Everywhere protest called Joey Chestnut's actions a pretty excessive response to a peaceful protest. One more time, we're going to remove actions. We're going to remove consequences for actions. Okay? Joey Chestnut was roundly applauded for getting rid of this Yahoo without any fooling around. He grabbed him in a headlock, he tossed him aside, he resumed eating hot dogs. What could be more indicative of the spirit that founded America than persevering through some nut job trying to steal your thunder while you're winning your 15th hot dog eating contest on July 4th? But this vacation from consequences doesn't apply just to random wokesters. It applies to the President of the United States. Yesterday at the White House, Peter Ducey of Fox News was engaged in conversation with the reader-in-chief, Corinne Jean-Pierre. And Peter Ducey, noting that about a week ago, the New York Post and the Washington Examiner, I believe, have published the transcript of a Joe Biden voicemail. A Joe Biden voicemail to his son, Hunter Biden. A Joe Biden voicemail to his son, Hunter Biden, in 2017 about a New York Times story that Joe Biden has been apprised will run the next day in the paper, talking about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Now, before I talk a little bit about the oddity of that, here is what the voicemail sounded like. It's Alice, Dad. It's 815 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow time. It was good. I think you're clear. I thought the article that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times was good. I think you're clear. Now, what was the article about? The article was about Hunter Biden's business dealings with a now defunct Chinese energy company. Hold on. Did you say a Chinese energy company? Yes, I did. Didn't Joe Biden in 2019, throughout his presidential campaign, make the statement that he had never talked to his son about any, any, A-N-Y, any of his foreign business dealings? Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Now, that's not a very good political answer. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. That doesn't leave you a lot of wiggle room. Never. 
So that is why Peter Ducey was asking questions of Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday at the White House about that voicemail message, which directly contradicts what Joe Biden told him, Peter Ducey, in 2019. On uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. Hmm. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Never spoken to my son. So you got the picture now, right? You got the picture. Never spoken to the son about the business dealings, but you heard the voicemail from Joe Biden to Hunter Biden. You've heard it. Okay, so Ducey asks about it yesterday at the White House, and Corinne Jean-Pierre is like, uh, hmm, well, uh, I'm not going to talk about that. Now, thankfully, this is one of the very few times, one of the very, 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 very few times that the rest of the White House press corps had Peter Ducey's back and followed up on his question. Say, uh, I will always level with you, he says it again and again. Um, moments ago, though, you seemed to dismiss Peter's question about his conversation with his son, Hunter Biden, uh, with regards to his business dealings. And I'm wondering, how is that silence consistent with the president's promise to always level with the American public? Because, you know, in, in public, he says he, he hasn't discussed these business dealings. And then at least according to the, the voicemail that's been obtained by the Daily Mail and the Washington Examiner, it certainly seems like he was seeking to do exactly that, have a conversation about these business dealings. Is, is he leveling with the, the American public on this? Phil, I hear your question, but what I can tell you from here, standing at this podium, is that I cannot comment on any materials from the laptop. And I would refer you to the representatives of, uh, of Hunter Biden. That's what I can share with you at this podium at this time. How is that allowed to be an answer? I cannot comment from this podium on anything from the laptop. Even though it is the president of the United States now, his voice on that voicemail, five years ago, to his son, saying, I've seen the story in the Times about your foreign business dealings, and it looks to me like you're in the clear. Now that, to me, is a direct contradiction of Joe Biden telling Peter Ducey, I've never spoken to my son about his foreign business dealings. Are they really going to make the case that, well, it was a voicemail message. They didn't have any interaction. There was no back and forth. So they didn't speak about it. He just left a message about it. Is that the needle through which they want to wiggle and explain this clear contradiction in terms? Isn't it Corinne Jean-Pierre's job to answer questions about what the president has said and done? And wouldn't it be a fair question to ask about something the president has openly and clearly and unequivocally denied doing? The answer to that, of course, would be yes. So the president will be speaking in Cleveland today around 2 o'clock. He is making his third visit to the state of Ohio. 
this visit, he will tout his American Rescue Plan and the bailout that it gave a bunch of union pensions in Northeast Ohio. And I have no problem with uh, pension workers uh, being paid what they earned through their time at a business. My father and my mother were factory workers, both union shops. I remember them being on strike from time to time. I, in my plain dealer years, was not given the option, had to join a union. And there was a time or two where we were on strike. So I'm not unsympathetic to the plight of the union worker. And as I said earlier in the show, uh, the pension that I was supposed to be a part of from my years at the Plain Dealer, that pension, like a lot of pensions, was either poorly managed, poorly designed, maybe a little bit of both, and the payouts are not nearly what everyone expected them to be. But when Joe Biden goes to Cleveland today and touts his American Rescue Plan, he's only telling a very small part of the story. The American Rescue Plan is not a bunch of money that came out of the pocket of the Biden family, out of the goodness of his heart, to fill in the gap from a 40% cut in pensions that some union workers in Cleveland were going to suffer. No, that money came from the American taxpayer. And that money was not needed in March of 2021. And what you see at the gas pump now and what you see at the grocery store now is clear evidence of what that rampant overspending on the American Rescue Plan has done to the American economy. It flooded the country with a lot of cash at a time where we still had not gotten our supply chain ramped back up. When you have too much money out there and you don't have the goods to meet that demand, then retailers realize that they can charge more for their goods or they have to charge more for their goods because why wouldn't you if people are willing to pay it? And it leads to astronomical increases in prices. Now, at the same time, Joe Biden sent a very clear message on his first day in office that he was going to follow through on his campaign promise to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels. And he crushed the Keystone XL pipeline, put a bunch of union workers out of work. I don't see him going out to big sky country and talking to the people who build hotels and the people who lost their jobs as iron workers and heavy equipment operators and the like when they were building the Keystone XL pipeline. I don't see him going out there talking about all that he's done for them because what he did was he crushed a bunch of jobs out there and he reduced our supply of oil and thus our gas prices have gone through the roof. So it really doesn't take much of an understanding of the complexities of economics to see that Joe Biden's policies have done exactly, exactly what those kinds of decisions have done in the past. It was interesting. The New York Times ran a story, I think it was yesterday, talking to some of the economic advisors to Jimmy Carter. Now, for most of you, Jimmy Carter is a name in the past. You don't even remember him. He was a one-term president. And 
I would say a very inconsequential one, but he was very consequential in that interest rates went through the roof. You think it's bad now with mortgage interest rates creeping towards 6%. Back during the Carter administration, mortgage interest rates were in the teens and sometimes in the high teens. Will our Federal Reserve continue that kind of fix in their next meeting? Maybe we'll talk to Josh Pick about that at 1230 and what the Fed might have in store and what we'll learn today at 2 o'clock when the Fed releases the written transcript of its last meeting where it raised interest rates three-quarters of a percent. That will be very interesting to see what they say about Biden's economic moves and why what they're doing in their estimation is necessary to get these things under control. Why do they raise interest rates? They raise interest rates to make borrowing money less attractive, more expensive. What does that do? It puts less money into the money supply. Why do you put less money in the money supply? Because, pretty simple, these are not hard questions, because there's too much money in the money supply. Why is there too much money in the money supply? Because in March of 2020, the 2021, the very thing Joe Biden is coming to to Cleveland to tout today, he just printed and infused our economy with another 1.4 trillion dollars. So in many ways, he's coming today to Cleveland to give himself a pat on the back for doing the very thing that is causing a lot of the people who are going to be listening to him today to wonder if they can pay their bills over the coming months. Because here's the dirty little secret about inflation. Once prices go up, it is very, very, very rare for them to go back down to pre-inflation levels. That's just the truth of it. So, I would love to hear an oil industry analyst, a gas analyst, answer the question, do you ever think we will see gasoline priced in the twos per gallon ever again? We might have seen it for the last time. And if we have seen it for the last time, the reason we will have seen it for the last time is because of Joe Biden and his policies. Now, I do expect if a Republican is elected president in 2024 and we have a Republican Congress, that they will do the exact opposite of what Biden did on his first day in office. They will, they will first of all, campaign, that they will green light all domestic energy production that is possible. But gasoline is a futures market product. You can't just change a government policy one day and have a refinery open the next day, or have oil out of the ground the next day. It's a lengthy process. It's a cost-intensive process. And it's one that oil companies are loath to invest in until they know that they're going to have leeway to do it until it reaps dividends. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.